well, well, welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's here. It's 2023. We are back. Thank you very much indeed for downloading episode 186. That means this year we're going to hit episode 200, and that is very, very exciting. Oh, my goodness me. Now, I do hope you've had a wonderful holiday, a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Stuff your faces with the ones you love, taking a bit of time off. Some of us had to work all the way through Christmas and New Year, looking after vulnerable people. I'm not saying I'm a hero, but, you know, I'm just implying it. Joining me this week is Gaz. Oh, God, this is a terrible start. Hello? What? what happened? You said joining you is, and then you just, like, all zoomed out. I don't know. Who did you say? This is oh, very I might surprising. Have, I, might have, I might have high-pitched too much. I said cat, but in a high pitch. Oh, oh, I'm first. You always put Miles first. I'm so glad to be I first do. this year, and I didn't even hear it. I'm, oh, I'm mixing hello. it up. It's 2023. Mixing it up. Mixing it up. I'm mixing been... up. Mixing yeah. it up. How you doing? Hey, dude. I'm good. How are you? I'm so I well. I so much, you know. I missed you too. I missed you too. Oh, oh no, you know. I mean, did you have a good Christmas, even though only... you worked? Because you're such a hero. Because I'm such a hero. Um, and I don't know if anyone's told you that. Oh, it's all right. It's fine. I like to hear it. I like to hear it. Um, yeah, it, I, I had a great Christmas. It was um, it was perfectly nice. Good, pretty yeah. nice. <laughs> it's perfectly nice. It was a I fine know you're Christmas. Not being sarcastic, but it does sound like you're being a bit sarcastic. But I know you're not. <laughs> no, it was it was perfectly fine. You know, can't. Can't complain. Not That's not right. not not a top ten Christmas. You know, if I look back, but it was like stray the game. It was fine. It, it was, was fine. fine. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Basically, my entire life is stray the game essentially. So yeah, it's fine. Uh, Miles Thompson. <laughs> hello there. Hello there. A twenty twenty three. Hello there. Welcome back. Thank you, mate. I've missed it. It's been so long. It really has. It's really been what three weeks. Yeah, I've missed the sound of your voice in those three weeks. I'm not going to lie. Oh, man. Thanks, man. You just have a lovely voice. You, just have you a have lovely a lovely voice. voice. No, I try. I try. It's okay. I want to hear you <laughs> ASMR army while you wear your Saturnalia mask. Oh, there it is. There it is. We're five <laughs> minutes into the 2020, not even, into the 2023 podcast, and there it is. It's out already. Yeah, it has to be done. I've been perfecting it over the period. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Have you... I- the important question now: Have you been watching Andor? Uh, I watched the first episode all those weeks ago when I mentioned it on the podcast, and I haven't gone back to it since. I did like it though. I don't know no. why I've not gone back. Okay, well, I finished it now, Ooh. and it is it is the best Star Wars series, TV series without a doubt. Whoa, whoa! I mean, yeah. also the bar is not exceptionally high. Minus it's not exceptionally high. <laughs> yeah, bar like <laughs> season one and two of the Mandalorian, but. I think it's a. I think it's a better story than Mandalorian. I think it's better told. I think Ooh. it's far more interesting about a character that shouldn't be that interesting, but turns out it's actually quite interesting. Yeah, of all the characters, uh, how did he end up with the series? Like, it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Mm, there's just so many great moments, and yeah, highly recommended. Go check it out. All right, I will actually go back to this one. I won't leave it like Boba Fett. Okay, and then we can do our weekly uh, Andor catch up. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. A hello there, check in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh Thompson. Hello. Hello, mate. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, they've renewed my contract for this year. I'm here for another year. Guided, guys. <laughs> oh, dear. How are you doing anyway, all right? Yeah, I'm good. Um, like you, I was uh, not as much of a hero, but I still worked across the holidays, so it doesn't feel like a huge break. Um, still had times for games, though, uh, which was perfect for me. 
Um, so yeah, good start. Good start to the year. Fantastic. Fantastic. Good to hear. Good to hear. And rounding off the pod this week, it's only Jonathan Brown. Hello. Hello there, pal. You alright? Yeah, not too bad. How wow, I went into a really offensive version of your accent then. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's fine by me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing well, thanks, man. I'm doing well. Doing well here as well. i got my cat with me. She's uh, basically right next to the heater, so she's soaking up all the heat instead of me. But uh, other than that, it's a pretty good night. Cats are doing it on purpose as well. Like, yeah, oh, 100%. This is my heat, you bastard. How dare you? <laughs> We got, we got three cats and they're, they're just so cheeky, all of them. I love them to bits. Won't change them. <laughs> yeah, cats are dicks, but you love them anyway. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's a pain. Um, all right, then. So what we normally do, of course, is jump into game of the week, but we've had a bit of time off. So um, I'm going to go from the top. Cat, what has been your game of the holidays? My game of the holidays. Now, I sometimes treat the holidays as a bit of like a clean-up of the trophies that I wanted to complete over the year. But then I fell and tripped into uh, a backlog of game that I have been swearing to play for many, many years and I can't get out of it and I'm stuck. I feel genuinely stuck, Ross. And I feel like this is going to be my game of the week for the next 52 weeks because I don't know how I'm going to play anything else. And that game is Red Dead Redemption 2. I've finally become a cowboy. It's amazing. It was only a matter of time. It It was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. It was, and I've gotten way past the time limit that I did with The Witcher. So, like by this time in The Witcher, I think I deleted it. But I kept it on my PlayStation, telling myself I was going to continue to play it, and I never did. Um, But with this, I can't stop. I can't stop just riding my horse. Um, Why do? Why is it when I say stuff that's quite innocent, it does sound quite dying? But I am just riding my horse. (laughs) Because we all know you very well, Kat. We all know you very well. <laughs> Listen, my horse is called Coco, and when that fucking horse falls off a cliff, my heart, I'm screaming. And I'm like, ah! and like, I carry like four horse revival kits with me because she is not dying. And if she dies, or if there's a plot story in a minute, I don't know if there is, if there's a chapter plot where the horse gets killed, I'm going to be fuming. I'm going to write to Rockstar. But how fucking dare you? <laughs> Kill Coco the horse. No, we're like, uh, uh, dude, this game is four years old now. Can you like move on and get over it? Yeah, and I'll be like, no, I cannot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I love that game. I've played loads. I've backlogged. Um, Josh was very kind because I'm very impatient. So like, I'll give a game, I don't know, a good couple of goes, but then it starts to get to the point where um, I'll smash my controller up because I'm that kind of person. <laughs> so um, I left Cult of the Lamb because there was this one boss that was doing my absolute Sweden. Um, and he was he was the reason I couldn't get the platinum. And uh, Josh very kindly got the platinum for me um, over the over the holidays. That was my holiday gift from Josh. I've played Little Orpheus. I went back to Little Orpheus. What a great game. Um but yeah, no, Red Dead Redemption has been my my go-to over the last couple of weeks. I absolutely love it. I can absolutely see why it still tops the most of the lists of best game ever made. Um, I'm I'm in the camp of like, fuck yeah. I can totally see how this is gonna be in my top five PlayStation wrapped still by December. Um yeah. So that's that's my game of the holidays. Cool. Have you explored any of the online stuff? Um, I've literally made my character and just started it because I didn't know if they like 
I was a bit worried just in case it overlapped or they sport the story or anything like that, but it doesn't look like uh, it does. So I think whenever um, whenever I get a bit bored of the story or I don't want to progress the story, I, I'm going to jump into online and just fuck around. But Mars was saying that like when he played online four years ago, there wasn't much added to it, but obviously they've added like four years of like wealth to it. So mm. I am excited to uh, to dive in and get those trophies. Get those trophies. I just can't believe how detailed it you. is. Like, thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. Okay. Um. Yeah, um, I just can't believe how detailed it is. Like, you can grow your beard, you can get smelly, and if you get smelly, then the animals don't come near you en- enough, so you can't go hunting. Um, your hair grows, you get you get underweight because you don't feed him properly. Yeah. It's incredible. It's it's just incredible. It was that level of detail like, that made me jump off, to be honest. Oh, it was like, I just want to be a boy and run around and do cowboy things. <laughs> I just want to be the milky bar kid again. Do so like, I have to eat and shower again? Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. No, no, I love that. Um yeah. So yeah, big big up. That's my game of the holidays. Love it, man. I absolutely love Red Dead 2. That's a thanks. That's a great shout. Thank yeah, you. who knows? This year we made Yeah, but you know, this year is the year of Rockstar. I'm sure we'll hear more about GTA yeah. this year at some exactly. point. So <laughs> yeah, I'll probably release five again the um, time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. GTA 5 Red Dead 2 4K pack. That'd be nice. Oh, that's that's a point actually. It hasn't been upgraded, has it? You're still playing the, I was, yeah, the shoddy PS4 version. The other day. Yeah, my brother said this the other day. They said, like, why didn't you wait for the um upgrade? I was like, well, I didn't know how good it was. So now I wish I did wait for the upgrade. But it holds up really well. I don't think it needs really the upgrade. Obviously, like it's great to have an upgrade, but it's fucking stunning anyway. I, I think yeah. it, it holds really, really well. So you know, no, you're right. but no, you're right. it's, it's not had a PS5 upgrade. So, but I'm sure maybe that's coming. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. One hopes so. Next year. One hopes so. Yeah. One hopes so. That'll be lovely. And they'll charge her seventy pound for it. But yeah, whatever. Of course they will. Or <laughs> ten pound if you already have the game. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's shit. Thank you. Thanks, Rockstar. Uh, Miles, your game of the holidays. Uh, I've managed to get into my backlog over the holidays, which has been nice. So I played and finished Direfield, which was great. Uh, that was like the strategy nerd game that we saw way back when and came out in the middle of the summer. Um, and then I played Resident Evil Village. And the first like 20 minutes, I was like, I don't know if I like this or if I'm even going to continue it. And then I think it was five days it took me. I did four runs of the game. <laughs> um, so I went from I'm not enjoying this at all to I don't know why, but I can't stop playing it um it's very very stupid very silly and it has a twist in it which i guessed about a quarter of the way in um it's ridiculous but it is fun and i can't deny having a good time with it i bought the expansion so i could play it in third person mode and i think the dlc um pack is actually probably the best piece of content in the actual game so i'd actually recommend buying the dlc just to play that um and then i also played unmetal which is like a old school retro what kind of bit it is but it's like the original metal gear one and two um but it's basically this big homage and riff of old school games and old school media where it's just making jokes about everything that came out like 30 years ago um and it's superb like i don't even like games of that style but i thought it was absolutely brilliant um so really really thoroughly enjoyed that one and then i think that's mostly what i've played other than arcade paradise which i've also really enjoyed it was a i bought it on your recommendation ross and I've just had a lot of good time just doing laundry and playing video games in an arcade. It's just super fun. Weirdly addictive. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Oh, sorry, I'm eating a cream egg. Um, <laughs> yes, Arcade Paradise is fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's just such a zen game. You just it shouldn't be, should it? No, it, it really shouldn't. Like, <laughs> you get to pick chewing gum off of the walls, but it turns it into a mini game. And if you like manage to get it in the fire spot, it pulls it off in one hit, and it's really satisfying. It's disgusting and gross, but just super cool. The game's great. Yeah, you turn up for working like, oh no, I've got a tidy stuff, but it means money and it means prizes and points. Yep. And it's got a really satisfying sound effect. It's like pure dopamine. Every time it does like the little ding when you pick something up, it's like, yep, it's hitting the, the best part of the brain that you want it to hit. It's yeah. Good fun. It is glorious. And he did the Konami code. What I want to imagine. Uh, I can't play it without the Konami code now, honestly. <laughs> it, it makes the game 10 times better. I'm not going to lie. Here's um, the thing if you're, if you're playing Arcade Paradise, do the Konami code. Um, on the main menu and you'll see something wondrous it will change your entire experience of the game like yeah. completely i literally cannot play it without it now but you yeah, don't so... know the konami code the konami code is miles it is up up down down left right left right circle x boom i've actually I've got so many times i've done it <laughs> <laughs> do it do it do it it's totally worth it um yeah. cool yeah Diefield, i know is isn't a game that i would play but it's one of those games that i enjoy watching people play yeah. I kind of have a weird fascination with it. It looks really interesting, but I know that if I was to do it, it would drive me batshit. Yeah, it's a lot more accessible than I think it initially like presents itself. Um, a lot of it's just moving your units and then using all the various abilities. Um, and that's really all you have to do in the game. So there's not as much strategizing as it looks like there is. Um, but it's very straightforward. It's very fun. And the story is good up until the end. That for some reason they just shut the bed when it came to the ending, and I don't know how, but they did. Um, but it's a really good game. I'd actually recommend it. I think it was good fun. Um, but yeah, I think of all of them, Unmetal has been my highlight of them. Um, other than Resident Evil just being stupid fun. Um, so yeah, lots of games to get through. I'm glad I finally managed to hit my backlog and get through some of them. Um, ready for 2023 to release a bunch more games I'm never going to get the chance to play all of. Well, oh my God, it's insane, isn't it? It's just too many. Too just many. Too many. Too many games. Can't and COVID. <laughs> what are games that you would have completed already that are coming out this year if COVID never happened? Oh, yeah. Man, it's weird to think about it, but I think Hogwarts would be out already. I think that would have yeah. probably dropped a while back. That's anyway. true, actually. Yeah, probably Forspoken as well, I reckon it'd be out by now. Yeah, that plays like an Xbox 360 game. So, yeah. It uh, <laughs> should have come out five so years ago. Definitely would have been already out. <laughs> Um, Josh, what have you been playing over the last few weeks, sir? Oh, um, I've pretty much been doing the exact same as everyone else, going back to things that I never got around to in the end. Um, I started off with Tunic, lovely game. It's like a Zelda dungeon crawler game. Lovely uh, game, lovely game. That just opens up the more you play it and you learn new things about the game that you would never have done by collecting the pages of the game manual, which is basically it looks like a photocopy of a real game manual uh, with biro written notes and all. Um, uh, it's just incredible. Um, and then I played Norco, which is a point and click set in the deep south of America. Um, that kind of filled a void of like Disco Elysium in the kind of like socially aware, um, but also very funny uh, and dark, but quite a heartfelt story as well. Um, and then I played, replayed Gree because uh, it came out on PS5. Um, I then played Serial Cleaners, which Miles reviewed. Um, and 
that is a great game as well. Um, but I think my favourite one of the bunch, uh, it came out with a PS5 upgrade this year, or last year, sorry. Um, and it is Rock Remains of Edith Finch. Um, <laughs> I don't know what Miles and Cat are talking about with the game. They're not as hot on it. <laughs> solid as... 7 out of 10 game. <laughs> If you don't five. feel anything, if you don't feel anything playing that game, I'm sorry, but you don't have a soul. Um, it's, it's Listen, so I never said I didn't feel emotion. I'm just saying it, it's not. Yeah, your emotion was boredom. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Josh telling us what we feel. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you all how you feel. Um, no, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I can see exactly why it kind of got the praise when it did. Um, and playing games that are very similar in the genre years later that have come out after it, um, you can tell that it's got a lot of the, uh, the like, what's it called? The blueprint of what remains Edith Finch yeah, is for sure. in, in the style of storytelling that it does. I think walking simulator is a bit of a derogative term for the game because it's a lot more than that. Um, and I won't say too much. You just kind of you're just this person who goes through the Finch family's house, which is a very wacky and kooky house uh, on a seafront. Um, you learn about all their backstories, and you kind of go through the whole family tree of the Finch family, um, and they're all like little vignettes of their kind of kind of like a, a pivotal moment in their life, I'd like to say, or something like that. Um, uh, and by the end of it, yeah, I just I was blown away by the story, um, and the upgrade to it is phenomenal. the The graphics are amazing. The frame rate is sixty frames, um, so it's like the best way to play it. Um, I really had fun with it. I don't know if I can get back to it. I don't know if it's... I've got the mental dexterity to do so. <laughs> it's worth it. There's an absolutely sick trophy where you have to replay a certain chapter, which was probably my least favourite chapter because it got me the most emotionally. Mm. Um, but yeah, I had to do it. I wanted to get the Platinum because it's it's a phenomenal game. It's not the bathtub, is it? Uh, it's not, but that one is almost as oh. dark. It's the swing set one, which oh, really got me geez, because yeah. of the narrative being told through it. It really like, yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, I feel vindicated. You should. I think... What? A moment. Yeah. This is... 10 yeah. out of 10. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good night, Vienna. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, finally, what have you been playing over the holidays, sir? Um, I have basically been playing mods for games. So I played Fallout 4, heavily modded. Uh, played quite a lot of that. Played some Imperator Rome. Uh, played some Steel Division 2. That's probably the only game I've played that it hasn't been modded to some degree. So... Just catching up on some of my strategy, not necessarily backlog because I've played them a lot in the past, but I've not played them much recently. Uh, so I've just been playing them with friends mostly, uh, other than Fallout, okay. which is just been on my own. But, uh, See, I'm yeah. quite, I'm quite new to PC gaming. I only got a, P- a gaming PC this year. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, the whole modding scene is very, very. Um, I'm such an amateur. I see a lot of very cool ideas and cool things. I'm like. How do I do that? How do I put that in my game? So I'm very new. I'm gonna to have to. It, it took me one day, I, I, and we'll get to get through. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just use Steam Workshop for the majority of things, so right. I, it, it's not like I'm messing about with too much. And then Fallout Four, I did have to install a separate like mod manager and sort all that out. 
And that took me like uh, probably 12 hours of me literally sitting and clicking stuff and getting stuff to work. Wow. So that, that one was a bit of a nightmare to get working, but the others are all pretty simple. Uh, okay, but, cool. But yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty fun time overall. Quite happy with... Uh, I managed to get a fair bit done over the Christmas period as well, so I'm happy. Excellent, excellent stuff. Uh, what have I been playing? I mean, I attacked the January sale on BSN pretty hard, um, so I started Gotham Knights and quickly jumped off Gotham Knights. <laughs> uh, there wasn't a whole lot to see there, uh, really. Unfortunately, it runs. I'm gonna sound such a dick, but it runs on it runs on 30 FPS max, and I'm like, come on now, come on now, and it really shows you can really like there's there's freaking like edge detection and there's like all these little like, drop frame rates. Mate, Gotham Knights isn't that pretty. It is quite pretty. It's very colorful, but it's just come on. It's um, it's what he mentioned for FPS because I've not had to play a game with that lower frame rate forever. And then mm. recently I re-downloaded Escape from Tarkov because they've done an update. And my computer is a few years old now. And the new map they added to that, I only get about 30 FPS and it feels so bad. Oh, oh it's it's ridiculous to it's it's a dumb thing to complain about, but it's something that I notice now. Now we're in 2023 and I've got a shiny gaming PC that runs like unlimited frame rates and all this stuff. And Gotham Knights wasn't that exciting. Uh, the dialogue I found was very corny. I didn't get into it at all. Um, I'm not a fan of any of the characters. None of them were really interesting to play as. Um, it feels the combat feels very basic, very straightforward. And it's just a shame. And it annoys me that Mars was right about this game because I wanted to prove him wrong with it. But evidently, evidently, it was just one of those things that uh, that, that wasn't going to happen. Um, so yeah. Gotham Knights was one of them. I did download 13 because I loved the original 13 on my Xbox, the OG Xbox. I, th I really loved 13. And they they re-released it last year, but it was absolutely like shite. It was just a crappy remake of the game. Um, and then they took it back to the drawing board and they released it again. And then they put it in the January sale. And I thought, oh, all right, I'll give it a go. And you know what? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It it kind of rekindled my love for the game. Um, it was very cel shaded back in the day. That was kind of the thing that made it interesting to watch. It was a real comic book kind of FPS, and that that vibe is back into it. It's not an easy game either. You know, thirteen is tough. That's what made it kind of so popular back in the day, and it still has that kind of difficult difficulty level to it. And it's a lot of fun. Um, it's not a game changer. It's not going to blow your mind, but it was it was something quite easy to play in between you know, Fortnite sessions and having a little bit of time off. Um, I mean, obviously, mostly playing Fortnite and my Battle Pass is all done now. I'm getting shiny stuff now. Just playing, war, war, uh, working towards the um, the the black uh, Doom Slayer skin. That's my kind of aim at the present moment. Um, not a lot of changes going on on this map this uh, this season thus far. Um, they're kind of sticking to, uh, sticking to the formula, which is fine. You know, I'm really loving the uh, cut. I was just going to agree with you. I was like, bring back the old map. And they've gotten rid of the hammer today. They've had to vault the hammer. Oh, really? They had to save everything. Yeah, like, it's just like, the hammer's gone. And like, yeah, it's just, yeah, come on, Fortnite. Come on, Fortnite. Sort out. Uh, yeah, we've still got, what, a couple of months until the next um, season. So, 
hopefully something will happen soon that will make it a little bit more exciting. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just playing for the uh, rewards now. But yeah, I'm still having fun as ever. Still having a good time. Um, Elden Ring is downloaded onto my PS5, waiting for me to actually have the guts to open it. Um, it's sitting there, waiting very very patiently, and I will get there. I promise. But uh, yeah, at the moment I'm uh, yeah just powering through 13 at the moment, and that's pretty much where I am. And um, high on life, I've kind of jumped off. It was it stopped being funny. So turned it off for a bit. Um and that's uh, yeah, that's sort of where I am now. So yeah, playing through thirteen, going through my backlog and uh awaiting new releases um as and when. Um I think what well, the first big one is what February tenth, which would be Hogwarts. Um I think Forspoken is out before then and Dead Space. Um I'm not neither two I'm gonna be hugely excited for, but yeah, I mean when Hogwarts comes out, that's it, it's all over. So we shall we shall wait for that we shall wait for that glorious moment. Um also got back into Destiny, which is um a nice segue into our first topic of conversation. Um there will be a quiz next week. Um we just don't have time because we've got the Metacritic thing to come up very, very shortly, which we're gonna get into pretty hard. And so there will be a shiny quiz, maybe a brand new version of the quiz next week. We shall see. You'll have to tune in and find out. Um but yeah, I got back into Destiny because I'm getting very excited for Destiny 2 Lightfall. Saw another trailer for that today, and I'm just super hyped to play some neon-infused Destiny. Um, so yeah, having a great time playing through that again. Um, it just—I need people to play with. Is anyone interested in Destiny Two? Can I play that game with anyone? Oh That's boy, the awkward maybe, silence maybe. was just like damn. <laughs> maybe I could be tempted <laughs> to go back. I did play it way back when, but I kind of got a bit burnt out on it. I think at the time, but it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it doesn't have a, a nice kind of like re-entry if you haven't played it for a while. It's like, it is so confusing. <laughs> um, but, you know, you'll, you'll be exactly where you left off and you might get, a, you know, a nice bit of new armor, some new weapons um, that they just give you for free. For like, hey, welcome back. But then like story-wise, they just lead you and you just have to figure it all out yourself. I mean, in fairness, I never really paid much attention to the story, and I just enjoyed shooting things like the mechanics on the game are great. I just <laughs> didn't know why I was doing anything. I was running around throwing grenades and throwing super moves out. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. I think when I played Destiny, I was pretty similar. Uh, do, does it have cross-platform at all? Uh, it does now, yeah. Okay. Across uh, consoles, I think. Okay, so maybe not with PC, with console players. Because um, uh, if... If it, it does have it, I'd be tempted to join. Sweet. Yes. I'd like a four-player army to play through Lightfall, please. I mean, I'm going to be terrible. I'll probably end up shooting <laughs> you more than the enemies. But yeah, oh, well, well, well. <laughs> very happy to Don't join. I will, uh, I will carry, <laughs> carry you through while Miles is carrying me. That's how it normally works. Uh, Maybe not this time. <laughs> uh, right then. So let's have a look at some news. And uh, well, it's the first week of the year. So there's not much going on except possibly an Xbox showcase at the end of the month. And um, they haven't confirmed it yet. But rumors on Twitter today were bounding going, yep, Xbox have something to show. And we're going to see it at the end of this month. But that's not been confirmed yet. So we won't talk about it just yet or what we want to see or what they could be showing. But Bungie, who are of course now owned by PlayStation, um, is now working on a number of unannounced projects with Sony. Um, this is, of course, from VGC, because do I read anything else? Not really, no. Bungie creative lead Tom Farnsworth has said that the studio is working on a number of unannounced projects 
with parent company Sony. Fans were said that a Twitter post that the studio has completely changed how it develops games and does business over the course of 25 plus Destiny content releases. Moving from strictly box products to live service games, he continued with the support of Sony. We are working on a number of unannounced projects too. In addition to its ongoing work on Destiny 2, Bungie said that in February 2021 that it planned to bring at least one new IP to market before 2025. Before, of course, being acquired by Sony for $3.6 billion last year. Prior to the deal's completion, Sony CEO Kenshiro Yoshida said the acquisition of Halo creator Bungie was partly motivated by a desire for PlayStation to become more of a multi-platform business. We believe it to be a catalyst to enhance our live game service capabilities. Our acquisition of Bungie also represents a major step forward in becoming more multi-platform. Sure, then. Um, now, we know that Bungie can do shooters. We know that very, very well. They are, as Mal said, the, the mechanics of Destiny 2 are fantastic. They just know how to make great shooters. Of course, great at Halo. What do we want to see them do next? Do you want to see them kind of like move away from that or do kind of like take the shooting and take it out of Destiny and put it into a different into a different kind of game? Uh, Josh? Um, I think I'd love to see them pull a gorilla and go from an FPS to a, a completely different genre. It doesn't mm. have to be adventure like uh, Gorilla did with Horizon. Um, but it, it, I, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see some diversity in their kind of um, in their catalogue. Uh, but I think what I want and what Sony want, uh, what Bungie want to do are three different completely things. Um, five projects. I, I feel like maybe just stick to one <laughs> for now. Uh, the fact that Sony want a live service game kind of is like, to me, a red flag that uh, Bungie are going to be doing a live service game, um, which isn't the worst news in the world. Uh, it's also not something that I look to when I go to Sony products and Sony games. Uh, we kind of go for them upper upper echelon narrative driven games these days for them, uh, but yeah, I mean the shoot a, a shooter is a sa- is the safe answer. A good shooter is well, the, the easiest one that they could do because they kind of know them from the back of their hands, and I think they're good at world building as well. So you know, I know they said five IPs, but like I said, if we stick to one, and it just be a really good world that we can live in and if it's live service whatever if it's still an fbs okay like i won't be disappointed but i feel like pie in the sky the best thing to do is probably just go all out on something completely different for bungie and that will just i don't know i think it would turn heads if that happened uh for all audiences like oh bungie are doing this now um as opposed to kind of uh using all their resources on destiny still and then a destiny mobile game um and yeah worst case is it's um a new ip but it's in like the destiny universe i think that's the the least favorite of the of the bunch of possibilities yeah i think they've uh i think they've exhausted the shooter genre no to be honest um they they were they were at the absolute top of it of course with like the early halos and you know, Destiny One and Destiny Two have now been. What well, Destiny Two was what twenty sixteen? I want to say. Seventeen. Uh, was it twenty seventeen? No. I think. Wait, when was Destiny One? Like 2012, 2013. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was when I was at uni. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was twenty seventeen or something like that. Um, 
but yeah, it's a long time uh, to keep a game up to date. Like, fair enough. Like, Destiny Two has been seeing updates after the updates. We're still getting Lightfall this year, so yeah. there's no slowing down on the Destiny train. Um, so what you know, what as as the team carries on, like, would their older IPs suffer from taking interest, taking play people like working on them games to go to the the new game that they're going to work on. Like, we, we don't know. Are they going to stretch their resources if they do go far out from an FPS? Mm. I think a new IP, I, mean, I can't even imagine what it would be. You know, if they were if they were moving away from an FPS and doing what Gorilla did and making a horizon S kind of game. Mm. Um, I would like to see, this might just be me, but I would like to see a Destiny world adventure game. You know, like mm-hmm. Horizon, but in the Destiny world. Um, yeah. Or like Star really... Wars more recently. Yeah, I think if they were to expand the brand, you know, I think yeah. that would be really interesting. Um, and then, you know, seeing multiple spin-offs from that. Um, but of course, this is a new IP, so, you know, it's pie in the sky stuff, and God knows what's going to happen. But, yeah, I think it is probably time for them to go, let's let, let's stop making shooters for a minute and see what, see what else we can do. Um, exactly. Because that's probably what Sony want them to do as well, because, you know, Sony loves a third-person adventure game. And yeah. you know that that could they could be falling into that brand as well, but also you know you can't forget Bungie's qualities, which are of course in the shooting mode genre. So, and if you know if PlayStation are to lose COD, they're going to need a shooter. And so, it's, so you know, it's like it's 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 could go. It really could swing either way, and that's probably why they're working on so many projects at once. Yeah, and God knows, I mean. I can't imagine all five actually being released and announced. Um, they they probably will narrow it down as as the projects continue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, a third person kind of Destiny game would be really cool. I like that idea. But that's um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, Cat, I don't even really jump into Destiny or anything like that, but um, or or Halo, but is is Bungie's kind of new projects is something that would be on your radar? No, but I I guess the only kind of things that I know about Bungie are two things: is that they they have a really dynamic, diverse, depth world. Like Destiny is fucking humongous. Um, it's constantly updated. You know, it's 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 crazy huge. Um, and they're shooters, so Halo and Destiny. So I think what Josh is saying is exactly along the same lines as someone who doesn't really play their games is that okay well when you have those two but actually they've exhausted the fps part well the next thing is that you know you take what you know the other hand of what you're good at and and run with that and like josh was saying i completely agree i think it would turn heads i think if you were to make an adventure game a third person adventure game that isn't a shooter you know you know that you're gonna have a really huge world you know that you're gonna have it just depends how they would do it but yeah, that's what I think I'd like to see, and that might turn my head because first-person shooters they don't they don't interest me. I I completely, I guess, neglected your point, which I think is very true: is that if they lose COD, that they're probably going to have to make some sort of first-person shooter series, um, and maybe that's what they're maybe that's what's on the radar for one of them. I think that Destiny got a lot of slack. Um, and a lot of controversy when it was first released. And I think they need to be careful about the quantity over quality that they're doing um, to not fall into exactly the, you know, the same ship they landed in many years ago. Um, 
and I think that yeah, I think as as long as they've got that in mind and and yeah, I don't know. It it really depends what it is, but those are the kind of the only things I know about them. So I, it makes sense for them to be okay. Well, let's take what we know and and build a whole different genre around it. Yeah, that would that would be cool. That yeah, cool. I want. Yeah. I mean, I'm very happy to play Bungie games for the rest of my life. I think they're fantastic. I mean, yeah, but you are like, you are, you're the Halo OG, aren't you? So that's... I am. I am. I've <laughs> been know, there. I've been there ever since. Strawberry Jam. Yeah, I've been there. Since, I've been there since day one. And Absolutely. I've, I've played every expansion pack they've released. I'm fully up to date on Destiny Two. And Absolutely. It's just, it's just like, give me more Bungie. Mm-hmm. Um, Beard me, Seymour. <laughs> but you know, we've got to remember that. Just by me looking at the dates of our podcast last year, Microsoft bought Bethesda. A week later, Sony bought Bungie. Yeah. So it's like it had to be a response to that. It's tip for tat going on here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I do think you're onto something there about the the potential of a of a COD competitor. And yeah. it probably won't take off straight away. But, you know, with the right money and the right people doing it, Bungie are definitely the right people to do it if they were going to do it. Um. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. see, won't we? Yeah, just buy Crystal Dynamics PlayStation. Give Lara Croft to Bungie. See what Ooh. happens. Oh now. Oh now. Oh yeah. I wouldn't mind uh, that. I wouldn't mind that either. I wonder. Mars, would you be up for a Rogue One esque spin off of Destiny? I mean, I'd be down for anything that Bungie makes. To be honest, like I said, Destiny, Destiny One and Destiny Two are like two of the most satisfying games just to play. Like mechanically, Bungie just nail it every single time. Um, I really feel like Destiny's not really a competitor to COD in that way because they're just not. Nothing can compare to COD. Like as much as I think the whole Xbox Sony thing is just ridiculous, and they should either just do the sale or don't. Um, you, you cannot really compare with COD's reach now. Like, it's unattainable. I don't think any franchise will get near to where that is. So I don't think Sony have really gone for Bungie on the premise of they need a COD killer. I think we're far beyond that point now. Um, but I'd like to see, when I was in Destiny, I never, like I said, I never followed the story because I didn't really feel like there was one. It was just your ghost talking to you while you were shooting shit. So I wasn't paying attention of anything of what it was saying, especially when it was the Dinklebot. Um, so I've heard and like read that the lore around Destiny is actually superb, like the actual backstory and the building of exposition around what you're doing and who you are is actually amazing, apparently. And I'd like to actually see what would happen if they took on Sony's approach of a more narrative focused experience. And I think it's unlikely given that most are going to be live services, if not all of them, but that's where I'd like to see them make that progression, whether that stays an FPS, but with a more story focus, um, or whether they branch out into like a third person action adventure with an emphasis on the narrative or not. Um, I think they have the talent to do it and it'd be interesting A, want to do that um, and B, whether they would be able to transition into more direct storytelling as effectively. Um, I know one of the games is a mobile game, so I'm instantly a no. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Um, but I think anything Bungie make, I know I will enjoy playing. At the very basic level, I will want to at least try it because the gameplay loop is always so enjoyable. Um, I'm not too fussed whether they branch out or not. I'm quite content if they stay within first-person shooting. I think they are the best at it. Um, and I think if you are the best at something, you don't necessarily need to change it if people are still in demand for it. So I'd be quite comfortable if they stayed within their wheelhouse. But 
yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do going forward with this and how much Sony's influence is gonna then start to like affect what we see coming out of the studio. Um, they really value their independence and Sony did promise them that. So I don't think they're under pressure to change their way of working too much. Um but yeah, I think it's exciting. It's nice to see that Bungie are getting some long overdue, I guess, credit again after they finally made the move to making Destiny. Um and I'm intrigued to see what's going to come out of them going forward. But yeah, until I know a bit more about the games themselves, it's hard to gauge what to expect or even what's going to come of this. Because I know they said 2026 or whatever for the five games, but I feel like that is optimistic in the highest. So yeah, I'm keeping my eyes open for it. I'll be excited to see what comes out of it when something finally gets announced properly. Yeah, for sure. We need a PlayStation showcase and we need it now. <laughs> a bungee only so showcase for all five of these games. Yep. I'm okay with that. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jonathan, have you got any history with Bungie? You'd like to see the kind of glue to what they might do in the future? Um, I have played Destiny 1 a fair bit. Uh, Destiny 2 kind of came out just when I was getting my gaming computer. So I played it a little bit with some friends. But I dropped out of it fairly quickly and transitioned to basically just PC gaming at that point. And I've not really looked back since. Um, I would go back and play it on PC at some point. Uh, as for future games, I don't know. I think I can see both sides. It'd be nice if they branched out and did something different. But I also think they're so good at what they do, it'd be a waste of their talents. If they did branch out and it was then not as good as we'd like, they've wasted a game they could have made where they we know how good they are at making those particular games. So I'm, I'm not really sure where I stand on either side of the equation. Um, I'll definitely keep an eye, keep tabs on what they do uh, put out in future. But... Um, I wouldn't say I'm as excited as some other people here in terms of what their output's going to be. It, it's something I'll keep an eye on, but I'm not like, I must mark this on my calendar and see what comes out <laughs> and see how good it is. I'd probably just just keep tabs and not really do much else, knowing me. How dare you? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <all right. laughs> I know, I'm very rude. What can I say? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... I think of those five projects... One of them is obviously an FPS. I mean, Destiny 2 will continue. I don't think Nightfall's the end. I think there's two more this year, I believe. I think the final place is the kind of like the code name for the last Destiny 2 expansion pack. And I think that will be at the end of this year or maybe only next year. Um, so there's still a ton of Destiny 2 content to come. Um, but they are winding down. They said Nightfall is like the beginning of the end of Destiny 2. So, you know, there's still a lot to go. But yeah, they're moving transitioning now seemingly into this new IP or whatever it is they're doing next. But I think a shooter has to be in one of those five projects. And, you know, if they can have their cake and eat it too, throw out an FPS, throw out more Destiny content, do a brand new IP, rake in all the money from their mobile game, then, you know, who knows? That's only three. I mean, God knows what else they're doing. It's crazy, but it's uh, it's exciting times. Exciting times if you're a Bungie fan. Absolutely. Uh, Alrighty then. Let's go into Project Leonardo, which finally, at last, Sony have revealed an accessibility controller for the PS5. Um, Sony has announced Project Leonardo, a new customizable controller aimed at players with disabilities. 
announced during a CES presentation on Wednesday, Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan, I'll start that again. Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO, Jim Ryan, said Project Leonardo would help players with disabilities to play more easily and comfortably. The controller is highly customizable with a robust kit of buttons. Ryan said it could be used as a standalone controller or paired with a DualSense controller. Sony says that it's gathering valuable feedback from the community as it proceeds with the development of this controller. The conversation with accessibility experts and incredible organizations like Able Gamers, Special Effect, and Stack Up, we've designed a highly configurable controller that works in tandem with many third-party accessibility accessories and integrates with the PS5 console to open new ways of gaming. Project Leonardo is expandable through four 3.5mm ARC supports to support a variety of external switches and third-party accessibility accessories. This enables users to integrate speciality switches, buttons, or analog sticks with the Project Leonardo controller. The external accessories can be dynamically connected or disconnected, and each can be configured to act like any other button. This mirrors, of course, Xbox's adaptive controller, which launched in 2018 and allows players to use various third-party control methods with Xbox consoles. Project Leonardo can be used as a standalone controller or paired with an additional DualSense, or an additional Project Leonardo controller. Up to two Project Leonardo controllers and one DualSense wireless controller can be used together as a single virtual controller. Blimey. This controller can be placed on flat surfaces, according to the blog, so players can lay it on the tabletop or a wheelchair tray. Well, bloody hell, Sony, you finally got there. This is very, very cool. Um, anyone got any thoughts on Project Leonardo? My own. It's a nice story. Yeah, you it's, good, it's, it's just nice. You know, we get a lot of doom and gloom and negativity in the industry, and it's nice that Sony have actually gone out of their way to make something that's, you know, including a lot more people and being able to enjoy our hobby. You know, it's nice. Um, it sounds like they put a lot of work into making this a really good product that's going to help a lot of people. And I think if anybody gets to play Elden Ring in a more accessible way, then hell yeah, I'm in for it. So yeah, plot <laughs> on Sony at last. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? I mean, I feel like Microsoft were on this a long time ago. And yeah, I'm yeah. assuming, you know, I, get, I know these things take time and they want to get it perfect and you know, I want to make sure that it's accessible for everyone. And like, it looks like that's what they've done, which is really great. And they're reaching out to people like Able Gamers and Special Effects, you know. Those are the perfect people to have on your side when you're making things like this one, I imagine. Yeah, Special Effects have done some amazing stuff. I think I've seen mm. like a few videos of stuff they've made, and it's just phenomenal what they managed to do. So, yeah, it's it's about time Sony finally got with it. But I think they've invested a lot of resources to actually making this a very good product. And, yeah, fingers crossed it'll be uh, as good as they're promising it'll be. Yeah, yeah, one one can only hope. Uh, Jonathan, this is all good news, right? I would say so, yeah. Um, I, I can't see it, how anyone could say anything bad about it. Uh, the only thing I hope is it, that it's a good price point because a lot of disabled people are, unfortunately don't have too much spare change around. Uh, I would class myself as one of those. So as long as it's priced at a reasonable price point, yeah, I mean, th there's nothing bad at all, is it? The more people that uh, get in uh, are able to game because of this accessibility control, the better. It's only good things in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. I did see a comment underneath it on um, what was it? IGN. <laughs> IGN was like, um, "Sony, stop wasting money on this and announce some games." Wow. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> God's sake." <laughs> uh... Uh, yeah, uh, not I mean, surprising. Unfortunately, they 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 will always be there, no matter what. Unfortunately, 
Um, Josh, what do you reckon to Project Leonardo? Yeah, I just echo everyone's sentiment. I think maybe the time it took for us to get here is possibly their business mind being like, we've got, a, we're planning for a PS5 pretty soon and we're working on it. Like, do we want to make a PS4 one and a PS5 one or do we kind of go all in on a PS5 controller that can help everyone? Um, and I think like that's their business mind playing and why we kind of got to where we are now and not sooner. Um, but they've got the best of the best on it as well. And like Jonathan said, I think hopefully it's like at a reasonable price um, because that's all that's all we want is like accessibility for accessibility as well. Um, mm. uh, and I just like the the amount of different things that you can do with it when it's you know fully interchangeable with the DualSense. Uh, it could be paired with another one, uh, another Leonardo to con- controller. Um, I'd love to see it in action. Just how how. In, intricate it can be with its working um i feel like ces is a weird place to put it um because i don't feel like everybody's looking at ces um for uh sony products i mean sony's always there but it's like their tvs and stuff like that um i feel like if this was kind of front and center for a playstation uh what what do they call them state of plays or yeah. something like that um maybe even in like TGAs because it's not that far behind that, you know, the time between the TGAs and, uh, and CES aren't too far. Like that's a, that's the game awards was a massive audience. It like broke records again to have a slot in there for that, that I feel like that would be such a win for everybody to have eyes on this controller. Um, so hopefully it's getting traction through news coverage and stuff like that, that can inform people Look, this is coming. So, excited for it um yeah yeah that's a really good show actually yeah it's surprising that um they chose ces over the game awards but i'm guessing you know it is still a it's a project isn't it? there's still still early days it would seem sure sure um, i feel i feel like yeah they've probably got a full working prototype but oh, sure. to get it to, to get it to market is yet like to be seen properly um but i feel like what they've got looks pretty like what we see now is probably what it's going to end up looking like in the future. It's very like PlayStation five branded with the color scheme and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice big joystick there as well. Yeah. yeah so um... very interested, especially pairing with a dual sense. I'm really interested to see how all that works. Cause you know, that could be like extra buttons for even people that don't need the accessibility features. Maybe it's even helpful for that, you know, like back mm. buttons, stuff like that, which kind of, puts the edge in a weird place but we'll see yeah yeah that's, that's an interesting point i never i mean i remember trying the adaptive the xbox adaptive controller i tried a, EG, a, a egx i think once yes. and it is i mean it takes a while for your brain to get used to it yeah. um you know you've got to be kind of like that massive button that's on the adaptive controller can be you know it, it can be sound for anything any button you want you know and it's, it's like it is it, it does get odd but this one you know the fact that you can take off every single button at once and then replace it with whatever you want and yeah. add things or take things away. Hopefully it runs with the things that you, cause you can like add like we nunchucks to the Xbox controller and right. things like that, you know? So if they can, if that can be accepted as well, um, then, then fantastic. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Sure. Um, yeah, this is again, I mean, I don't know what else to really add, but this is nothing but good news. I, I would assume. 
yeah, and I think I like echo what everyone is saying. I really like um Jonathan's point about actually need to make it accessible price wise as well. You you can't have this project and say, okay, well that there's this controller, but it's gonna be ninety pounds or it's gonna mm. be seventy pounds <laughs> because yeah, it it's that's making an accessible item inaccessible. Um that's the, yeah, there's a difference between the quality and, and all the same. it's yeah. Um I think it's really important, and I double-checked this in the article before the pod, that they are speaking to the gamers that it matters most to, and that they keep up that kind of community feedback. You know, it's not going to suit everybody, and it's not going to be um, perfect. Nothing is perfect, but actually, if it reaches a ton of people, and it makes gaming easier, and it makes it more accessible, and it makes it, you know, it makes the access higher it, you know it improves enjoyment it improves ease it improves pain you know nothing but good things for your mental health your social life your this your that and um you know all around being able to perhaps play the games that were once completely inaccessible i've definitely read on forums i can't play this game because you know it is out of my reach it is x y and z for x y and z reason and that's why um the accessibility features on say the last of us was amazing when they kind of integrated all of that stuff um same with god of war um ragnarok they've got really really great um features now playstation does have have really good kind of features for their first party party game so yeah i think it's important i like josh's point about the game awards that would have been a really nice place to put it and and kind of announce it maybe they should have waited into the next showcase perhaps because i think that would have hit a really huge audience um but they have missed a trick with that a little bit but i I can't see anything bad i think it's really important but as long as they keep gathering that community feedback you know that's what's going to matter most because that's how it's going to reach you know as many people as it possibly can and help and improve people's experience yeah my, my my one thing with it is that it's Project Leonardo from the Dreams. It sounds like a way off. We yeah, got, yeah. We haven't got a title for it but, yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They haven't named this thing yet, so it feels like there may still be a lot of work to do. But I guess, you know, can't really complain. If, if, if the work no, is to I guess make it's it better, telling people that something is coming, isn't it? It's telling people that, you know, we haven't forgotten there is something in the works. We're not being ignorant. We're not being, you know, um, it, it's it's allowing people to say, Do you know what, it, it might not come soon, but but know that we're thinking and we're improving and we're trying and we're gathering feedback and we're, you know, making things work. But I think this is probably what it's going to look like. Maybe a few tweaks here and there. Yeah, um, yeah I guess we'll have to see. But yeah, I, you know, the more I think about that pricing, I hope it's a reasonable price. Come on, Sony, like, just don't be a business for like once in your fucking life. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, let's stop that bullshit that you are doing recently in the last like two years or so. <laughs> yeah, with your £570 VR headset. With your, yeah, with your £80 The Last of Us game that's already been released 10 years ago. Your yeah. £230 <laughs> Pro Controller. Yeah, 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 like, let's not. Let's, let's just fuck it off for, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just price it like any other controller. Was it 55 50 60 pounds on average? It's about an average controller. You know, yeah, it is a controller at the end of the day, get, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think you can get um the new let me just double check. I'm pretty sure that you can get the new PS5 colored controllers on Amazon for around $49.99 when they're on like a deal. Let me just double check my um I think with the oh, PlayStation uh, 4 peripheral with the back buttons, that was like 25 quid. Um yeah. So yeah. I mean they are not 
uh, what's the name? They're not abstaining from a price that could be to kind of match that sort of thing. Because I know it's a, it's, a, it's a peripheral to the controller, but this can be at the same time. So it's in a weird spot where maybe a, something like 25 to 30 pounds does sound more yeah, reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking kind of like on the edge of 40, 35, 40. Mm. So a DualSense uh, like colored controller is 55 on Amazon. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, if it's any more than that, I think that's shitty. Mm. Um, yeah okay well uh, yeah we'll throwing see. fists you know but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see we'll see uh, so yeah nice one Sony bravo well done really good show and all that jazz right then let's get into our main topic which is our Metacritic predictions 2022 2022 you see yes these are the results of last year's Metacritic thing which we were aiming to do on our last episode of 2022 but time and things and stuff got in the way, so we're going to do it right now. If you remember, this time a year ago, myself, Miles, and Kat, and I think Sean as well on that podcast, all went through the big releases of 2022 and predicted the Metacritic score for each one. Now, there's just over 30 um, games that we need to get through, and there is a league table. I've calculated them all, and I have quantified it into a little table. I'm going to go through the game one by one, and it's it's fascinating reading, my friends. Um, so if we uh, jump off, uh, jump off mute, and just have a little uh, oh. happy discussion. I'm going to get a pen. I'm going to start tallying this up so I can know. No, I'm kidding. I've, I'm, I'm going to be kidding. so I have got post in it. I mean, I've already tallied it up. Yeah, you don't need to worry. I'm going to send you a link. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I must know. Right. Um. So Miles happily reminded us that he put Dying Light above Elden Ring, and <laughs> which at the time is completely fine. But a year later, when it wins like Game of the Year, oh, <laughs> oh I knew it. Had well like the, the best Metacritic score, fun. and it was like, oh yeah. this is going to be really entertaining now that all the games have been released and we've played them and they've bombed like Callisto Project for example I cannot flip and wait for this this is like my football this is like me watching the World Cup I forgot about Callisto Protocol I am buzzing Um, and also as well last year (laughs) gone I can confirm Callisto Protocol is not on this list we didn't add it oh thank god I would have botched that one too the, the best thing for me is I I didn't I wasn't in this so I just get to all watch all the comedy. You, you get to sit back and just watch the you get to watch laugh the chaos. At our expense. <laughs> yeah, get to experience the chaos. Um, right yeah, then. this is gonna be it's gonna be good. Okay, so okay. we started as the professionals of gaming we are <laughs> with the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild two, <laughs> oh, okay. um, which Fair of course enough. didn't come out. Um, this year, uh, so there's no score on that one. TBC, TBC. <laughs> um, the first one that did come out was Elden Ring. Miles, oh. Miles's Metacritic score for Elden Ring, fuck's sake, was 92. That's not hey, bad though. That wasn't too bad. far away. It wasn't too far off. Cats was 89. <laughs> Mine was 95. Hmm. Sean's was 85. Oh, and I just stressed that we asked that we asked the other guys to join in as well once we were done, and so Toby put ninety six bastard, and Paul put ninety two. 
the Metacritic score at the time that I recorded it was 96. Mm. So Toby yeah, got it on Nailed. Nailed. A little Toblerone there. Okay. And also we played high or lower, didn't we? Play like space. This is how we played it last year. We kind of said it was oh, high that's or right, lower yeah. than the previous one. <laughs> You've just made me hungry for chocolate now. It's all brewing, it's delicious. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. It is, it is, it is. Um, oh. Other chocolates are available, um, including <laughs> mini eggs, which I'm currently devouring. Uh, bloody lovely. <laughs> the yellow uh, ones do taste different. I will fight someone. It's true. And mate, I'm so I'm so yeah. ready for Easter. I've had a cream egg already today. I'm just so hyped. <laughs> Anywho, 30 games to get through. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I want to okay, play let's football. Go. Football, the game league version. All right, your next game was Horizon Forbidden West. Uh oh. Miles it was 92. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Fair enough, Cat Miles. was 94. That went high on this one. I remember Cat I did. High on this that one. Was, that was just probably because of my love. And my big um, old love. I went 91. Dawn went 85. What's Toby. Dawn? Table went 92 and Paul went 89. Oh, did Paul win it? Oh, I think Paul The Metacritic score back, was 89. Paul stole oh, it from all of us. What a guess to be fair. Yeah. Okay. Dying Light 2. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, can I just quit now? <laughs> Miles' <is> Metacritic <laughs> score for Dying Light 2 was 93. Miles has left the chat. <laughs> uh, so optimistic. That didn't go much lower at 91. Oh. I went 85. Sean and Toby went 80. And Paul Ooh. went 85. The Metroid score was 77. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. So Sean and Toby took that. Um, the next one was Starfield. Again, not out yet. TPC. Um, so we followed that up with God of War Ragnarok. Miles Ooh. went Miles went 94. Okay. Okay. Pat went 96. Ooh, I fucking high. want it. I'm telling you, I fucking want it. Ross, <laughs> Ross, Ross, I mean me, went 92. Because uh, God of War, whatever. Uh, Sean... <laughs> Sean is Sean went eighty nine because he's a bloody crazy rebel. That was his game of the year as well. Yeah. I was going to say this is his favorite <laughs> so game of the entire year. Amazing. Uh, Toby Go went. On. Toby went ninety four. Okay. With Miles, and Paul went ninety. Oh, the magical score have it here. at the time of recording was ninety four. Oh, yeah, it's 96 now, but at the time it was 94. You're right, <laughs> yeah. Miles and Toby oh. took that one. Oh, fair play. Fair that, play that's guys. two that Toby's got, then, isn't it? Yep, Toby's yeah. doing very well. Big, big fat zero. At one point, I was in the lead for this, but these games must have not come out yet. So, I've got, I've got, got absolutely nothing thus far. Absolutely, nothing. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, me too. Absolutely, big fat fuck all. <laughs> okay, Pokemon Legends. Uh -oh. Um, kind of an outsider in our list, but uh, Miles went 82. Cats went 85, I went 81, Sean went 80, Toby 79, and Paul 85. No, Paul went 65. Paul was like, fuck Pokemon. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Damn. <laughs> that, that's a brave guess. Yeah. Um, the Metacritic score was 86. So, Cat, you get your first point on this one. <gasps> yeah, I'm on the board with Pikachu. Let's go. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. Oh, my shit. Miles went 90. What? 
because he's insane. Oh my god. Um, Cat went 85. Mm hmm. Okay. Which is, you know. Try. I mean, I would. I mean, now I'd probably go like eighty-seven. What you mean, you? (laughs) Um, I don't know. What are you going to do? I went eighty-two. I went eighty-two. Sean went eighty-eight. Toby eighty. Paul seventy-nine. The score was eighty-seven. So Sean took that one as well. Oh, oh, damn. Sean is uh, flying at the moment. Killing it. Killing it. All right. He's a machine. Rainbow Six Extraction, a game that none of us were excited for. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God, that about. fucking game. Probably Miles... all in the 70s, aren't we? Well, Mars was somewhat optimistic with 85. What? Oh, what was wrong oh, with me? Cat went, fuck that, and went 60. Were you, were you on medication that day, Miles? I must have been, or I wasn't on my medication, but I should have been. I went, fuck that even more, I went 50. Oh, you got some hate, Ooh. man. Mate, that game did not look good. No, uh, it did not look good. That's why I went 60, yeah. Sean went 75. Um, Toby went 50. And oh. Paul randomly put 84. I, who knows? Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, maybe Paul had your med smiles. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> its meta score was seventy-four, so Sean took that one as well. Oh, oh. Sean, my dude. Sean playing a binder here. All right, Sifu. Oh yeah. Miles went eighty-one. Okay, that's a respectful uh, guess. Okay. Cat went eighty-one. Okay. I went eighty. Sean seventy-five. Toby eighty. Paul seventy-two. Meta oh, score this. 81. Mars and Gat. Oh, <laughs> oh, dead on. <laughs> Absolutely spot nice. on. Um, next one was Suicide Squad. Not out yet. For Spoken and then and then Hogwarts. So that was a bad mixture. But um Oh damn. Right, Gotham Knights. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Miles from the outset was against this game and went 60. He he saw it from months before anyone else was like, nah, not having it. Uh, Cat was 70. Um, I also went 70. Sean was 81. Ouch. Toby, 82. Paul, 84. Oh. The Metacritic score, as it stands from today, when I added it on, is 68. Oh, Ouch. so cat! I finally get a point, oh. and so does cat. Yay! Nice. Well <laughs> um, the next one was Stalker Two. Cross. Again, still waiting for Stalker Two. Don't wait for Stalker Two. Yeah. Um. So, Ghostwire Tokyo was up next. Oh no! Oh wow! I don't think I've ever heard of that game. Miles is really excited when this came out. Yeah, and I he, love that game. Thing about this review in Miles is that we were so excited, and it was a game that was so out. We didn't, we really didn't think we'd get, and then we got it like a day and a half before the embargo. And mm. Miles was like, "Nah, fuck that! I'm determined." And he gave himself such cabin fever he had to walk around a car park because he literally <laughs> crunched. I've never like I've I've seen crunch firsthand now. <laughs> it was for like eighteen hours in the space of like. And even Sean was like, "Don't kill yourself. This is a huge game. 
Like, you've been given it, like, 48 hours before the deadline, but please, please don't kill yourself over it. And there's, like, Miles being, like, doesn't listen to the don't and just hears kill yourself over it. <laughs> <laughs> Stays up. Yep. What a weekend that was. My God. Yeah, that was, that it was, was a weekend. Um, well, Miles went 83. Okay. Goes away. 82, sorry, not 83. Okay. Um, Cat went 88. Oh. I went 87. Optimistic. Sean went 80. Toby, 81. And Paul, 88. The final Metacritic score was 77. Yeah. Yes. So Sean took that one. Nice. Ty, okay. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Oh. Miles went 70. That was a nice surprise. Well, we're all horrible to this. Cat <laughs> went 79. Apart from Sean, who was really excited. I went 81. Sean went 75. Oh. Uh, Toby went 75 and Paul went 62 for some reason. Ouch. Cat, um, you took this one at 78. Ah, oh, get on. Not happy that it's Borderlands related, but I'll take it. There we are. <laughs> uh, okay. Marvel's Midnight Suns. Oh. Um, Miles was not impressed. Went 65 on this one. Whoa, what was wrong with me? Oh. I don't know. Cat, you also what went 65 on this one. Oh, that's more evidence for the drugs theory, right there. I think you're right. John. <laughs> I genuinely think you're right. I went, I went 75, which is a bit more optimistic. Oh. Sean went 88, Toby 75, and Paul 68. Uh, it landed at 78, so I got a point there, as did Toby. Nice. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga oh, One of the best games of the year <laughs> Agreed He's, Yeah um, Mars went 90 on that one He went heavy um, yeah, Cat also like went heavy, heavy on 90 Yeah I think I did think I remember going heavy I, th- I thought it was just going to be Storm Did you get caught up in the hype with us? I did yeah This is all the games isn't it It's all of them And they were just We were waiting there was a whole podcast on it too, and was, you know we were waiting. Oh man, what a podcast! I love that one. Yeah, that was fun. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it's just just an hour and a half of just complete nerdy joy. It was great. <laughs> That's nerdy arguing about which, which movies are good or not. Yeah. Oh yeah, we stopped talking about the game about half an hour in, didn't we? And just talked about the movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Sean went a hundred on this one because he was that Ooh. excited about it. Legend. Oh. It was going to be a perfect game for the perfect score. Toby went eighty. Eighty. Yep. No. Yes, 80. No. 90. 90, sorry, I can't read my bloody... I'm, my eyes are getting bad. Sorry. And, um, yeah, Paul went 77. The final one was 82. So, mm. yeah, Toby took that. Oh, fair oh, enough. Okay, Toby did it. Yeah, he did. Oh, it was 80, not a sorry. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Didn't he? Did he? he? Handwritten this. <laughs> wait, no, Toby. No, wait, no, Toby. Oh God, I can't. I can't. I can't read anyone. I'm reading glasses. <laughs> okay, a plague tale requiem. Oh. Miles went 88. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, respectable. Cat went 90. Okay. We were in high mode for this one. We definitely were in high mode. I was, for this yeah, one. We, were, we were in high mode. Yeah. I went 79 for some reason. Oh, oh. you were just trying to be contrarian on that one. Mm, indeed. <laughs> um, Sean went 88. Toby went 95. Yeah, Toby was like high mode. <laughs> and Paul went 90. Toby gave it 10. Um, 
the score was, as it stands, 88. Oh, yeah. So Miles got a point. Woo! I play. Miles got a point. Toby got a point. Uh, Splatoon 3. Uh, 75 for Miles, 75 for Kat, 75 for me. 80 for Sean. I think this was saying something like we didn't care, so we were like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah 75 sounds good. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> uh, 72 for Toby, 70 for Paul. It came out 83. Sean once again takes that one. Oh man, we were too harsh on that game. Now, this is interesting. Stray. Oh, oh mate. <laughs> now you have my attention. Yeah, now, pre, pre release, Miles. Couldn't give a single flying fuck about the keyboard cat. <laughs> and I could give every fuck. I would kill, you know, people's hedgehogs for that for that fucking cat before it you, came out. You'd have killed real life cats to have this cat. Yeah, There's an argument would... that the cat would have actually bought a PS5 to play this game. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. Miles oh, went God. 70 on his Metacritic. Oh, okay. <laughs> cat went 86. Keeping it realistic, yeah. I like that. Not too bad. Um, I yeah, went eighty-eight. Nice. Um, Sean went seventy-nine. Toby went eighty-eight, and Paul also went eighty-eight. And it was miraculously eighty-eight. Wow! Nice so, one. yeah, three of us got points on that one. That is wild. That I got eighty-eight. Um... Yeah. Final Fantasy Origins, chaos. <laughs> I've got to kill chaos. Warhammer intensifies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Miles went fifty. Oh no! Mm. <laughs> you went fifth, Miles. Were you having a shit day? I think what? I confused this one with Babylon's <laughs> Fall. I think that's what went wrong here. I think I confused it for mm-hmm. Babylon's Fall. Pat went fifty. Oh, I was having a bad day. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Look at you pointing the finger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were both having a bad day. Get more and more evidence. We were different people a year ago, apparently. (laughs) Um, I went fifty. Oh, Oh. let's. This is this is this is at a time of our lives where we've only seen the first trailer of this game. Yeah, the trailer really did not prove this game, and it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, Sean didn't even put a score. He just wrote chaos. <laughs> so Sean wins. Uh, Toby got Toby went high with sixty, and uh, Paul went fifty-five. Now, of course, we all know that it turned out to be a fairly good game. Uh, yeah. So the Metacritic score was eighty-three, so twenty-three points lower than the actual score. Toby Jeez. takes it. That is so bad. Wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to be in the high seventies, but eighty-three is like a good game, right? Yeah. I- I the know the system mixed... was great, apparently. Yeah, there's mixed reviews on it. Like, you can see fives out there, but 83 is bl- it's blinder of a score for that game. <laughs> uh, next up was um, that Gollum game, which still isn't out. So, passing on that one. <laughs> uh, the next one was my, my beloved Sonic Frontiers. Oh, <laughs> this will be fun. Miles and Cat both went 70 on this one. Okay, all right. I, I went pretty nice. I went 65 because I had no faith in my own boy. Uh, <laughs> Evidently. Um, burned one too many times. Indeed. Sean went 81, which was massively optimistic. What an optimist. <laughs> uh Toby went 60 and Paul went 56. 
The better way to score, as it stands, is 71. So Mars and Cat took points oh, on that one. Oh, <laughs> Can't believe I won on a Sonic one. Saints Row. Oh. oh, the blind faith you had in Saints Row, Miles. Oh, my God. no, I'm going to embarrass <laughs> myself now. Your better way to score for Saints Row was 80. <laughs> Ouch. Cats was also 80. Oh, I think I just followed lead there. Mine was 70. Uh, Sean's was 72. Toby, 74. And Paul, <laughs> 80. <laughs> the score, as it stands, is 61. So I took that with 70. Ouch. <laughs> I contributed to that as well. <laughs> Your review is part of that score. Yeah, it is, yeah. Bringing it up, though, not bringing it down, I mean, they were rough with those reviews. Yeah, yeah. some of them were pretty savage. And uh, not to make everyone sad, but I'll ask, uh, the next game was going to be Little Devil Inside. Oh. Still waiting for that one. Might yeah. as well just yeah. take it off. It's never coming out. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> right, um, the next one was Evil Dead the Game, because we were all hyped for that one, apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, kind of. Um, Mars and Cap is 65. Oh, we thought it was going to be a pure Dead by Daylight on release. So. Yeah, yeah, Sean was very kind to take over that review for me because uh, when we were in America when it came out, we actually got a code. And Sean was like, I was like, shit, I'm on a fucking plane. <laughs> Sean, to be a solid there, fair play to him. <laughs> Good egg. Um, I put 50 because I wasn't interested in it at all. Um, Sean put 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Toby uh, put 50. Oof. Oh, but 40. Oh. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Grumpy Paul. Yeah. How dare you treat Ash Williams you? with that kind of disrespect? He has a chainsaw in his hand. Come on. Did, did the yeah. game piss in his coffee up morning or something? <laughs> <laughs> in the entire jug. The score was 68 as it stands. So, okay. yeah, Sean took that with his uh, 69. Oh, damn. Um, Terminator, nope. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that's the one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Um, I think it's actually reviewed quite well, didn't it? Mars and Cat got 85 on this one. Oh, okay. Um, right. I, went, okay. I went 90. I was so hyped for this. I was so hyped for this. Um, Sean also went 85. Toby, 86. Paul, 65. Ooh. Ouch. The score was oh, 85. So Ooh. Miles, Cat, and Sean took points on that one. Woo! Yeah. Um, Life is Strange remastered. Oh no! Uh oh! It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Right. We didn't let our hype get the better of us then. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Miles, Miles went eighty-seven on this bad boy. Oh, for fuck's sake! Cat <laughs> uh, went eighty-four. I was going to say have questions on, of your state of mind on that particular day, Miles. <laughs> I really love Life is Strange. I let my bias affect me on that one. <laughs> um, I went 89 Sean went 90 oh. Toby went 90 Paul God, went... that wasn't even the highest Paul went 80 and uh, the score currently is 72 so Paul took that one <laughs> that is I've been very interested to read them reviews on as to why they're not higher um, I think there's the a couple of bugs when they did not release in a good state no, oh, some, of the, really? some of the lighting they effects, actually had to, like, they delayed yeah. the switch as well, and there was like loads of like text um, bugs as well, wasn't there? 
Yeah, you I had, had a text, text bug where it was like input option one and then input option two, and I was like, um, mm. it's a good thing I can remember like, this choice because otherwise, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there was like a bunch of, and like there was a lighting glitch where like the light would just stream across the entire middle of the screen for yeah. no reason. And finally, finally, two point campus. Oh, oh, damn! Um, I might be optimistic for this, but did I let my did I let my hype get the better of me? You and Miles went eighty five on this. Okay, okay. All yeah, right, fair enough. I'll take that. I, I went eighty four. Uh, Sean went okay. seventy five. Toby seventy six. Paul seventy, and the score was. Paul. 84, so I took that one. Oh, nice one. Fair play. Also, is Paul okay? Because he's like dissing a lot of games, okay? But they can't all be Grand Theft Auto and <laughs> fucking Cyberpunk, can yeah, they? Uh, it wasn't hey, Cyberpunk, hey, so... You, you talk to him about this, all right? Hey, don't do me. I'm gonna... <laughs> uh... Okay, so with a score of eight, Sean took Sean. it. Yeah. Sean took it. Cat and Toby both leave with seven. I got five. Miles got four. Yeah. Paul got two. Oh, sick. So, Cat, second place in in our Metacritic predictions of 2022. Well done. Listen, I will take that. And party. 100%. Yeah, I will take that and party, especially behind Sean. (laughs) I'm blaming it all on Dying Light 2, letting me down. That was so would, much fun. That was so fun to listen to, too. Would we like to do a 2023 one for next week? Sure. I absolutely oh, yeah, yeah. should. Oh, okay. We'll have to um we'll have to put the ones that didn't make it on our spreadsheet for this year. Yes. Um on next year and put like little asterisks on them so that next year we remember that this was on the OG <laughs> spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long we've been waiting to see who won the <laughs> the battle of that one. Yeah. So well done, Sean, if you're out there. Um, well done, Sean. We'll, we'll get a trophy to you, maybe. <laughs> a gold one. Point. Yeah. Not a gold platinum. trophy. I wish, I could buy, I wish I could buy actual platinum trophies, and I would send one to him. That would be pretty cool, to be fair. That's definitely a niche in the market for that. Just get him a stroke the dog. Like, gift it. Printed. And he'll do it in, in five minutes, and that's that platinum done. Congrats. Yeah. It's not a bad idea, actually. Not a bad idea at all. <laughs> um, right then, let's get into our recommendations very, very quickly. This is where we've seen something throughout the week that we think you, the listener, should go and check out. Whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a book, a chocolate bar, or a meal deal that we found in Tesco's. It really is. It could be anything completely random. So I'm going to start with... Uh, Miles, what's your recommendation this week? Mine is a book, weirdly. Um, oh my god, get I've out decided- of here. I <laughs> know, right? I've decided in 2023 I need to branch out of just playing games and actually like view other media and entertainment stuff. Um, so I've read I really like books that are based on things that I could have already seen visually. So like uh like a book that's set in like a universe I've already experienced, so like the Witcher books, for example. Um, because then I can visualize it better when I'm reading. Um, when I, if I'm trying to like read something and have to make up the like image in my head, I just don't do it very well. Um, so I've been reading Aliens versus Predator Rift War, I think it's called. Um, it's written by two authors who have actually been like nominated for awards or something, and it's surprisingly good. I love all things like the expanded Predator lore. There's so much more to it than is ever shown in the movies. Um, and it's decently written. It's not anything amazing. It's not going to set your world alight. Um, it's not too long. 
Um, and it's just a good, fun little kind of read. Uh, they fight Xeno, Xenomorphs, um, but there's like these things called Rift Wings, which fly. So now they have flying Xenomorphs. It's pretty wild. Um, and yeah, I got through it in like maybe four sittings, I think it took me to read all the way through. Um, and yeah, just wanted to give it a shout out. It's nice to recommend something different for once instead of just games. All right, cool. Yeah. I will uh, I will tell people who read to check it out. <laughs> Not going to uh, endeavor yourself? I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. You've got Elden Ring to play. Yeah, really. So much to get to be getting on with, man. You know, it's hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah like... Don't worry. you got Elden Ring to play. You can always call me in if you need me. I will. I will. Because it is the best multiplayer game of the year. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely the best multiplayer game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Josh, what do you recommend for us this week? Uh, I've got a few hard things to recommend, really. Um, I enjoyed Serial Cleaners. I'll bring that up again because I think we talk. I talk more about what remains of Edith Finch. Um, but yeah, read Mars's review on that. The game is essentially a top-down uh, crime scene game where you kind of clean up the crime whilst evading the police, um, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, I also did watch uh, a man called Otto uh, with Tom Hanks in it. Um, and it was a it was a decent film if you feel like you want to go to the cinema and there's nothing much else on. Uh, it's not. It's a bit of a sad film. I feel. I think uh, my partner and her family were like crying throughout the, throughout most of it. Um, it does deal with themes of suicide, um, and uh, it's a lot of it's a lot about grief basically. Um, Tom Hanks plays Otto. He kind of feels like there's nothing left to live for after he's retired. Um, but the neighborhood around him kind of changes his mind on that by the end. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit of sweet story in the end. It's based on a book called A Man Called Ove. Uh, and I think they've had uh, a, like a, I'm not sure what country it is. So I don't want to butcher the country uh, by, by naming something random. Um, but it's a foreign film originally as well. And I've heard that's really good. Um, but if you like American versions of stuff, go enjoy that film as much as you can. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. I, I think watching the film, I was like, oh man, I've spent a lot, like all my life watching his films. Uh, and yeah, it was another great one from him. Fuck him. Yeah, it's on my list um, for sure. I watched The Menu today. Oh, that was a film. That oh, was a, that is that. a film. That is a film. If you've got an hour and a half to kill, it's a it's it's a great time. It absolutely flies by. What's it's on great Prime? It's on, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus. Mm. Yeah, I do want to watch that. Go check it out. That's not my recommendation, but I thought I'd just bring it up. Go watch the menu. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Josh, have you got anything to recommend and anything to share with our listeners? He just said. <laughs> John, sorry, Jonathan. Sorry, I was say he did, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. you know, my brother's name's Jonathan, and my mum does it all the time. So <laughs> you're not alone, Ross. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, from, did you mean me? Sorry. Yes, I did. Sorry. Mom. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Uh, BattleTech. I have uh, been playing the video game BattleTech again oh. a little bit recently, and I just started collecting some of the miniatures for it. So. Um, yeah, just go go out and have a little bit of a look at BattleTech. It's cheaper than Warhammer is to collect, and um, yeah, it's it's good fun. I I I I'm never very good at 
like selling stuff to people, if that makes sense. Uh, but I love mechs, big stompy robots. Uh, I get to paint them up in the colors I choose and equip them how I want. It's it's just fun for me. So, yeah, Battletech. Right. Yeah, go check it out. I've been reading about it today, actually. Not something I've ever been into, but it's um, it does sound like it's it seems like a much cheaper alternative to things like Warhammer. Yeah, I mean, I I got the one of the starter packs today, which comes with uh, five mechs, which is enough to do some small games, uh, like uh, the rule books and a few other bits. And it was only about forty quid. Whereas if I were to do the same with Warhammer, I'd be paying three, four times that. So sure, it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a lot more affordable, I think, for the average person. Whereas forty k just well, Warhammer in general just seems really out of reach, uh, unless you're doing some of the smaller specialty games they do, and even they're really expensive. Yeah, yeah. All right, nice one, uh, Kat. What are you recommending this week? Um, so. Other than Red Dead, I like I said, I went back to my backlog and I'd kind of gone in and I kind of fell in love with Toem. And I'm not recommending Toem. I am recommending Toem because I think it's a great game. It's on um, the PS Extra if you do have that. Um, <clears throat> but in September, not a lot of many people, I don't think, know this because I don't think it was like hugely um, advertised. But they actually released an expansion um, kind of world. Um, so they have like, I think it's five areas. And then in this expansion in September, they released another one called Basto. So if you loved Toem or you loved just like, yeah, if you really like the game or you, you want to dive back in or you haven't played it yet, there is more for your buck or there's more for your time. And it's just much of the same, but it's just it's a little bit longer. There's, there's 20, um, 20 tasks instead of kind of the average kind of 12. Um it's a lovely game. I think it's... I, I really fell in love with it. It's possibly one of my favourite indie games. Um, yeah, it's just really sweet. Um, but yeah, so now that there is a little expansion for you to dive into, not not that it's new because September was ages ago, but just in case you don't know about that and you want to dive back in, yeah, dive back in. And if you've never heard of Term, go check it out because it's wonderful. All right. Yeah, Term is yeah. lovely. Term is a lovely Term lovely is game. lovely. You just go around. For anyone who doesn't know, it's kind of like it's black and white adventure, um, little kind of top down game where this little dude is taking lots of photos because he wants to experience Term and Term happens on a mountain, but he needs to go through all the areas. Um and uh yeah, and they get him to do little tasks, take pictures of stuff, help the villagers, um, collect uh, animals or take collect photos of animals in a compendium. It's lovely. It's just it's just really like free spirited. Uh, yeah, great game. Lovely stuff. Um, my recommendation is the white cream egg. Oh yeah, I love a food one. It's normally me. I'm so proud yeah. that you have you dipped any uh, chips in it. I'm yet to dip chips in it, but I had a white cream egg. Have you had them two at a time, baby? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what an advert. Two at a time is more than I can handle, to be honest. There's a lot of cakes. Yeah, white cream egg. It's cream egg, but it's white chocolate. And it's bloody awesome. So, uh, yeah, go get one. Is it the dusty white chocolate, or is it like actual nice white chocolate? Because some really cheap white chocolate tastes like dust. No, it's it's, it's Cadbury's white chocolate. Okay, cool. Okay. So it's it's sick as fuck. Not the dust one. No. No. Yeah, that's it, really. 
And the menu, I guess. Go watch the menu on Disney Plus. It's good. It's good. And Andor. God's sake, stop not watching Andor, Miles. Christ. I'm just, actually, not very, I'm just not very good at watching TV. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I I don't. I've not watched actually, Star Wars either yet. It's, it's actually good Star Wars, and there's not much of that about. Maybe so... maybe I don't like good Star Wars. Maybe I like the cheap shit Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about the, the sophisticated stuff. Apparently, I remember I, I finished Andor and I went, "Why did they give Obi Wan Kenobi like five quid for the whole season? <laughs> this is where all the money went." <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, but Kenobi gave us memes, so you know it was. How undignified! It, it was great, but in a different way. Yeah, in a bad way. It was like the prequel yeah. trilogy. It's good because it's shit. Yeah. Like we said, the finale to Obi Wan was the best six out of ten episode of anything I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, the best mediocre show you'll ever see. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring a solemn end to the Thingy on the podcast. I was going to do out this week. But hey, it's the second week of January. There's nothing out, so don't worry about that. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can, at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on the sinking ship that is Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast services and keep the website nice and shiny. Oh, yeah. I've not done that for three weeks. I'm very proud that I still remember it. So it is is goodbye from Jonathan Brown. Goodbye. It is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. It is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Oh, well. It is goodbye from Kate to the A to the TKB. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.